This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 61. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Thank you for joining me once more for All Things A.E., where we take the written word from the Artist Edition Index website at aeindex.org and bring it to as much life as I can muster in my voice, <clears throat> which is about this level. Um, this is the end of the year. This is the last podcast. It's the last day of 2021. And it has to be, hmm, it's the, you know, for the uh, AE format, I'd say it's the year of things that didn't happen. When we look at the final tally of books that were released, we had three AE format books. Two from IDW, the uh, EC covers, and oh, I've already forgotten the other one, the Jim Lee um, X-Men Artist Edition. And we also had the Nexus Newspaper Strips Volume 1, Coming of Grimondo Deluxe Edition. That's it, three books. More were slated, but did not ship with the global issues of shipping, paper, and all the rest that rolls into it. We just didn't see as much as we would have liked to see. So that's just the way it went. What can you do? I guess we can celebrate the what we uh, did get, though. And I, like I said, it's those three books. And uh, it, uh, this year has really given me the opportunity to look more at uh, foreign books, uh, foreign language books, a lot of French books I picked up. You can see that the reviews on the website. And uh, turning to other things where original art appears. Uh, next year I'm going to be reviewing quite a few of the DC uh, Unwrapped books. Uh, which are the uh, pencils with uh, the lettering added over top. I think I have about eight or ten of them. I was uh, recently at a discount store and uh, picked up a bunch of those. So uh, that was a, what was that? I think it was a Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal. So that, you know, with those in hand, I will maybe doing, maybe I'll do six of those next year. We'll see how it goes. But uh, two reviews this month, interestingly, uh, one another French language book. This one from Dupuis, the publisher, which has turned out some great books, uh, version version originales, and uh, they have started now the Dupuis Artiste edition uh, line, which is, I mean, it's just it's very much mimicking the artist edition, much the same way uh, edition black and white does. But uh, this is just gorgeous uh, Tilieu art of uh, Gil Jordan or Gil Jordan, I guess it is in French. Really great book, but that's a review that was up this month, and we'll talk about that later. I guess this month, uh, let's, uh, no real focus. Like I said, the end of the year is the focus, and it's, uh, you know, it's more of what what didn't happen, unfortunately. So, still books slated. I mean, we have uh, some exciting things scheduled for next year. Let's look at uh, shipping dates, changes. Uh, we got John Buscema's Marvel Heroes Artist Edition is moved to February 8th slash 9th. I have not worked out how to do this yet um, because most of these are now going to be distributed by Penguin Random House. They put their distribution date as a Tuesday and Diamond's still listed as a Wednesday. So I'm still following the Diamond dating. So that's why you, February 9th is what I have listed for on the website. That was the only change this month. Uh, no new announcements. Well, that's not true. The uh, Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artisan Edition was solicited, but I didn't do uh, I didn't do a solicitation post this month. I don't know why, but uh, you know some st- good stuff for twenty twenty two still coming. The the Bissema looks great. Um, the Judge Bread by Brian Bowl and Apex Edition is still on schedule for March sixteenth. We've got Dave Stevens' Rocketeer Artist Edition fortieth anniversary Artist Edition scheduled for April twenty seventh. 
So that's good stuff. We've still got the next P. Cray Russell book from uh, Wayne Allen Herald. So those things are coming down the pipe for 2022. Nothing else has been announced. No real leaks as far as anything else happening. I mean, we've always, there's people always hopeful for the Frankenstein one. We, we, I mean, there's been talk from Scott Dunbeer and IDW. There's the ID, the Frankenstein edition that was announced at San Diego a couple of years ago, three years ago now. Um, there's the, uh, there's the Kevin Nolan book. There was talk, there's talk of a Todd McFarlane book. So we're going to have to wait and see what 2022 brings us outside of what we already know coming, um, you know, three books in the first four months of next year. So that's, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed for that stuff. That's it for shipping changes. We should talk about the poll. This is a different poll. This was a uh, David Jacoy, who's the superstar hero of the polls. He comes up with the material he sends me links to the art. I just have to pull up art, put it on the site, and then he's got, he, he handles everything else. So I'm very appreciative of David Jacoy and his support of the website. And his poll this month was, everyone has dreams, here are David Jacoy's. I changed it, his, his, it said here are mine, but here I've written here are David Jacoy's. These are his top five choices for possible AE format books. These amazing artists have created some of the best comics in known history, yet some of their seminal work is not available in this wonderful format. Who among them deserves it the most? So we had five choices, Arthur Adams on X-Men, Steve Bissett, or Bissett on Swamp Thing, Steve Ditko on Doctor Strange, J.H. Williams III on Promethea, Barry Windsor Smith on Marvel Comics Presents. Now this, I've assumed this would be a runaway with Barry Windsor Smith, and it is. Let me give you the, like I said, it's 31st, you can always come vote, but it uh, drops off the as the top spot uh, tomorrow. Barry Windsor Smith is winning with 47 votes, followed by Steve Bissett on Swamp Thing with 22 votes, 19 votes for Arthur Adams, 17 votes for Steve Ditko, and 9 votes for J.H. Williams III. I was, uh, I'm surprised by the secondary uh, Steve Bissett on there. I would say Adams or Ditko would have pulled that way ahead. Judging at the sampling art, I've got to be honest, I'm not a Bissett fan, and I'm not really looking forward to any sort of AE format book. Besides art, I would have, I'd rather have any of the other people, the four on this list. Barry Windsor Smith on, I mean, that Marvel Comics Presents with a Weapon X origin story. I mean, that's, I'd love that. That would be amazing. But Steve Ditko, I mean, come on. And Doctor Strange, amazing stuff as well. And Arthur Adams, he really, that was a a time to shine for Arthur Adams. And those X-Men annuals, just really great stuff. Love to see any of those books. I mean, these polls are fantasy, right? We get what we get, but it'd be still nice to think about it. Got to say that. Still nice to dream for what is a possibility. Interestingly, uh, out-of-print sales uh, for November, some interesting stuff there. Uh, that made me uh, think of the IDW um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday open doors or closed doors. I forget, doors sale. Um, I got my books. The border to the U.S. was open, you know, without issue for about two weeks. So I went to the post box, got my books, came back. Uh, a disappointment. Uh, the uh, one book that was solicited was not what they said it would be. They solicited the uh, Mike Minola Hellboy and Hal variant as the remarked sign and numbered. What I received was just the variant cover. So I sent that back and I'm waiting for a refund. Uh, I got the slip cased Jack Davis book, which is pretty awesome. It's not signed or numbered at all. 
what it is is uh, it's, it's it's the variant. It's the signer numbered cover, but not in yellow. It's in black almost. And then there's an inset on the front cover where they would paste in original artwork, like we've seen for other books. Uh, the Sergio Aragonés grew uh, remarked uh, the Thor from Simonson remarked, but that didn't happen. So this arrived, and um, my copy had a dinged corner. This uh, normally IDW has excellent packaging, but this was not packaged well. Uh, the three books in the box were actually taller than the box, so they just did a poor taping job on the box. I had some peanuts in the box around the book, but because the Jack Davis book is not in a cardboard slipcase like or box, like every other uh, IDW book, uh, the corner got dinged. And then so then the corner of the slipcase is dinged, and then the, the, a very minute amount of the book is dinged. So that was disappointing. But of course they don't have any extras, so I can return it or keep it. So I'm keeping it, but. I mean, it is a 1 in 20 variant. Uh, probably the most, you know, limited uh, book from IDW that is not signed and numbered. But it's just a, it's an interesting uh, artifact, right? I mean, that's, and uh, I've got the other Jack Davis. I guess I should have ordered the signed and number one. I was thinking about the sale. I wanted to get some original stuff. I also did get the, uh, I got the John Romita uh, remarked Spider-Man. So this is, uh, it's interesting. I ordered the book the day it was solicited, the remarked one way back in, I think it was 2012 or 2013. And I got number 14 in the mail. And now this sale, I, you know, I, I picked up a copy. I got number six. And this is the half Spider-Man, half Peter Parker with the, uh, you know, Spider-Sense tingling. And my copy 14 is just a, just Spider-Man. So I'm probably going to, and it's interesting. It's not, it wasn't shrink-wrapped, I guess, for the remarking and the signing. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my two copies. Probably end up selling one. I was also at a, I was at a sale in uh, Toronto over the Christmas holidays because in Canada we have Boxing Day sales. So I was at, uh, I was at a store in, in Boxing Day and I picked up, I picked up six artist editions uh, for the store as well. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bulk up the store, have more options. I'm going to start adding, I'm going to put photos in the store as well because they really seem to have, um, we seem to have slowed down or died or I don't know what you call it, but the store, I've got books listed for a hundred less than what they're going for on eBay and I've still got no interest in so I'm not really sure what's happening. I see people going to the store every day, but I don't see any sales. So I may have to rethink that and maybe all these extra books just go on eBay. I'll have to see about that. All right. Anyways, back to AE format out of print sales in November, 2021. Let's talk about what's sold. Four copies of Batman, the Dark Knight Returns, Franklin, the gallery edition sold for an average of two forty-eight ninety-nine. Three copies of Bernie Wrights and artifact edition, second print sold for an average of two hundred one sixty-six. Two copies of Best of EC Artist Edition Volume 2 sold for an average of 150. One copy of Conan Red Nails Original Art Archives sold for 165. Two copies of Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition averaged 134.25. One copy of Dave Stevens' Rocketeer Artist Edition First Print for 138. One copy of Elfquest Gallery Edition for 184.99. One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for 199.99. Three copies of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula. Sold for an average of two twenty nine ninety seven. Man, that's that's an interesting book to watch. One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition sold for two twenty seven fifty. One copy of Jack Kirby the Forever People sold for two forty nine. Three copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition sold for an average of one twenty nine thirty three. One copy of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition sold for two fifty. One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends sold for one fifty. One copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer sold for one seventy five. Three copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four sold for an average of $247.74. One copy of John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition sold for $149.95. 
Two copies of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Volume 2 sold for an average of $186.96. One copy of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition sold for $275. One copy of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition sold for $259.99. First print. Second print. One copy sold for $229.99. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition sold for an average of $304. Two copies of Steranko Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. first print sold for an average of $210. One copy of the Book of Ballads original art edition sold for $41.61. One copy of the Prisoner original art edition sold for $127.21. Two copies of Usagi Jimbo the Artist and Other Stories Gallery Edition sold for an average of $5.50. Now here's the book. This is the book to watch. This is very hard to find and I was shocked, shocked I tell you, to see two copies go out for sale in the same month on eBay. I think it was the same seller even. So somebody found something and made, made uh, a good return there. Two copies of Wally Wood's Easy Stories Artist Edition first print sold for an average of four twenty-seven. I mean, it is a second artist edition and it's uh, it's it's keeping its value well above it. One copy of Walter Simonson's Manhunter and Other Stories sold for one fifty-nine ninety-nine. One copy of Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition sold for one seventy-nine. One copy of the second print sold for one hundred. And one copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition sold for one thirty. Now, when I, I look at my record-breaking prices, uh, five fifty was the new record for Yusagi Jim of the Artist and Other Stories. Um, Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition signed uh, sold for nine ninety-nine. That seems to be a new record. And David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition standard regular edition sold for four ninety-nine ninety-nine. Oosh. Those were uh, those were in October, and November. So I may. Hmm, I wonder if I covered those. I'm trying to put new sales in red so you can identify what's new on the chart. And I'm hoping I did that. I have to look back at the previous month. But that's that was the new. I mean, the high is still 1800 for John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition remarked. Then it also went for 1200, but that 18 is the highest. Then the next highest is that signed David Mazzucchelli's Driver Born Again for 1664.99. Big money. And then we got some thousands and 999s. Wow. Great stuff. Good to see these things going. Uh, I have to say, this, it's it's odd to see standard editions go for that kind of money, though. I can see the signed, I can see the remarked. But the standard edition, that's, uh, wow. Yeah. All right, those are sales for this month. Uh, got two reviews, but before I do that, I should get into the uh, how you can support the site. Uh, three ways to support the Artist Edition Index. And that is, uh, one, become a Patreon patron. That's uh, a dollar or more a month, whatever you feel like. Um, I got to be honest, I don't do a lot of special newsletters or things for the patrons. It's a thank you, really, from uh, readers and listeners to me for the site. I don't, I just, I try and put everything on the site, right? I don't, I don't have anything unique or something special that I want to keep hidden from everybody else. And just, you know, and I've got to, I think I've got to work on that. I'm not seeing really patrons grow at all, but maybe there's just a critical mass of people who want to support the site that way. I'm not sure. Anyways, dollar or more, greatly appreciated. Second way to support the site is to use any of the links, the affiliate links, pretty well, any Amazon link, any things from another world link. Uh, BD Fugue links. These are all I get a percentage, and that is greatly appreciated. That helps me uh, buy more books. That's really what the money's for. It's uh, to keep the website hosted and to buy books. That's it. And the third way to support me is through the store page. Always the store is there. There is some new stuff. I have not updated the store since October 29th. There will be items being added next week. 
because I have a new French book that I'm reviewing and I have extra copies. That's going to go online. The other thing with the store is I think I'm going to drop the Canadian pricing. I, I don't think there's enough Canadians ordering. And if they are, they're used to paying in U.S. I think I'm just going to put all the prices in U.S. That seems to be the easiest way. But there are some deals for sure. I mean, Mad Artist Edition, you just can't get those. And I've, I've got it up there. The Usagi Ujimbo Samurai of the Stories. I got a portfolio, two portfolios. One is the hard-to-find Bernie Wrightson's Muck Monster. The other one is the Wally Wood Thunder Agents. I looked, I mean, I've got books here uh, for less than what they were listed on on the IDW sale. So I don't, I think it's just experience or visibility. I don't know. Anyway, that's the spiel. I appreciate uh, <laughs> everybody uh, taking the minute and a half I take in the middle of the podcast to do that. All right, two reviews this month. Uh, Le Belou, Le Belou, Artiste Edition. Uh, that is that French artist edition from Dupuis. I love that they're using the name because it is a format, right? It's not, it's not, uh, it's not just IDW. It's IDW has birthed the format and it's, there it is. All right. So here's the blurb translated by Google translate on the occasion of the hundredth anniversary of the birth of Tilieu, find Gil Jordan star character of the comic strip in the album Le Belou Sevad in prestige edition. This rich, luxurious, and documented work reproduces original drawings and plates in facsimile in the original format, a first for this Franco-Belgian cartoonist. On the back of each page, you will also find the color separations produced by Tillieu. With Gilles Jardin, Maurice Tillieu was the great master of L'Enclair within the newspaper Spirou. For the first time, the original boards of the legendary first album are reproduced in facsimiles and in the original format. Le Belle Sauvade was pre-published in Spirou from September 1956 to March 1957 and was released as an album in 1959. Gilles is confronted there with drug trafficking orchestrated by Malabart, a cunning gangster, and Palenkine, owner of a castle near Rambouillet and a great art lover. This is from Dupuis, released November 26, 2021. It's 374 millimeters by 513 millimeters, which is the French way always listing, but that's 14.7 inches by 20.2 inches, so it's a big book. 108 pages hardcover. It was 199 euros. Or two twenty-five if you ordered it with the special print. And I will say right now that it is sold out. It sold out like the first week. Gone. It was available everywhere. It was uh, really Amazon. A bunch of places had it. And I pre-ordered it. Um, I forget. How, oh, from um, the uh, 9th M store. Because they give the best discount for shipping as far as I can tell. Um, yeah. Anyways, amazing book. It's I, I love the the. It's a bit wider than we're used to. I think for as far as an AE format book. Uh, great introduction. Uh, I you know I'm using Google Translate, so they give you they give you some his. There's some original art from Tillier. Uh There's some um, some text. There's some background about this book. They give you an original page uh, from Spirou, and then they get right into the art. And it's it's really interesting uh, presentation. Let me see. There's a blurb at the beginning of the book. Let me read it. All the originals collected in this volume are reproduced at their actual size and in their current state of preservation. Hence, some variations in the color of the paper. The two pages taken from the Journal de Spirou are also reproduced in their original format. The drawings which illustrate the introduction, produced by Maurice Tillio, give a glimpse of all the research work carried out to define the characters in his Gilles Jardin series. So these are really interesting. So the, basically the book falls into two, uh, into two categories. Um, first off, every piece of art is looks like it's two. Bo- every page in the book is two boards. I guess that's how they did it in the Spiru, and then they for the albums they just combined. 
And then you can see the staple marks where it looks like uh, tissue paper or vellum was uh, stapled on top of the original uh, inked art. And then that's where the colors were applied. And that was the color guide sent off to the printer. And then about halfway through, uh, so those are opposite the page, which is great. About halfway through, it looks like uh, Tilio decided to do uh, to paint them. And he, he built his own light box. And he light boxed the back of the art. And he, so he did his color guides actually in paint on the back of the art. So now on the second part of the book, actually there's a, here's the blurb. When Maurice Tilio died in 1978, the boards still stored at Dupuis editions were returned to his two daughters. The album Le Belle Sauvage uh, has been preserved in its entirety with the exception of the title page and back cover. For the coloring indications, Maurice Tilio worked up to plate 28 with colored pencils applied to tracings, that of half plate 27A having unfortunately disappeared. That's interesting. From the following plates, he painted in gauche his indications of colors on the back of the originals using a light table that he built himself. Its instructions were then interpreted for printing by the coloring studio of Edition Dupuis. So, really great. Uh, I, you know, awesome book. You can always find something, right? You can always find something that you'd like to see a little bit change. And I would have loved to see them continue on. And just, since it scans and it's color, if they would still had put the painted colors opposite the inked page, that way you could compare. I know they're trying to mimic as closely as possible to the original art this way. So you have to turn the page to see the color. It's just a bit, you know, you're flipping back, forth, back, forth. The colors are interesting. Not not terribly engaging. Like, you're not going to spend a lot of time looking at the colors. So I get I get what they did. That makes sense. But uh, this book comes... Actually, it comes in the cardboard case, just, you know, like like we expect from an AE format book. Uh, there's this color sticker on it. And then uh, inside was the book. It's interesting, the, uh, the cardboard case was shrink-wrapped in this case, as opposed to just the book. And then, uh, like I said, this is available for 199 euros, 225 if you ordered it uh, with a special print. I thought, I might as well order the print. It came in a separate envelope, so I've just slipped it into the book for myself. But uh, I love Tilio. Um, two volumes have been done in English. They're both done by uh, Fantagraphics. Um, I think 2012 and 2017 or 2013 and 2017. The uh, It does not look like they're continuing on. I'm really hoping... Fantagraphics does more foreign language books. They seem to, they're sticking with Tardy, but with Kim Thompson passed away, I know he did a lot of the translation for the foreign stuff, and I guess it doesn't feel like it's continuing on at the same pace it was. I'm really hoping for more Gil Jordan books. Um, I enjoy it, and uh, I'm, I mean, actually, I'm just really hoping for Dupuis and the, to continue the Artiste Edition line. Um, I do like this format. It works great. I feel like they've included less material than what they were doing in their version on originals, which I have reviewed a couple of those, um, uh, Franklin and, um, Spiro and Fantasio. I've re- re- uh, reviewed two of those on the website and, uh, same publisher, just a different, slightly different format. So this, this is awesome. Great book. And again, like I said, when we don't, uh, when we don't have, um, more books available then we start to, you know, we expand our, we expand our scope. We say, you know, I I like this format. What else can I look at? And I, like I said, I've been reaching more and more to French language and it's been great. So I wouldn't mind, uh, I'll continue that on. Uh, this book was, they had 699 regular copies numbered and they had 70, um, not for sale. So I assume those went to the artist or the family. And of the 600, I, I got number 48. So I always think that's interesting that they, the, you know, the French number them, no matter what, they number their edition. And my print also was number 48, by the way, and so that lines up. So great stuff there. Really great book. 
And then we turn to the other AE format book I received. Then um, that is Nexus and Newspaper Strips, Volume 1, The Coming of Grimondo Deluxe Edition. Um, I gave the full title that appears in the colophon in, for this. Uh, you may see it on the site referred to as just Nexus, The Coming of Grimondo Deluxe Edition. I'm not even sure it needs a Newspaper Strips, Volume 1, since he's titling the story individually anyways. And, uh, this book was a disappointment. I'm gonna, I mean, I might as well, I might as well just start with that. Uh, I love Steve Rude. I love his art. Um, and that's, you know, I think as he's evolving as an artist, maybe his style's changing slightly. And I, you know, we all have a period of time where we think the artist was at his peak. I was interesting. I was looking at, um, I was on uh, Facebook and somebody had posted some things with Howard Chaikin and his, uh, they had posted the four shadow covers of the shadow miniseries. And to me, that is the pinnacle of Chaikin's art style that I enjoy. Uh, yes, I think that, I think the shadow and then Blackhawk is the art that I appreciate the most, that I enjoy the most of Chaikin. Even following after that, I, his characters, I did, you know, and then before that American flag, but after I'd say after that black Hawk, I'm just, I wasn't as much of a fan. And as you know, Times squared that, that period of, um, yeah, after the DC initial period, that was it for me pretty well. I, I still pick things up. I got his Marvel stuff, but it was never as good in my eye as uh, that earlier stuff. And I'm feeling the same way about Steve rude and the Nexus work here, it's, it's, it's quite nice. And it's the art style is very, I mean, he's got a classic art style and it is very nice. So I'm not sure if my issue is with the, I think my issue is with the production of this book. Um, a lot of disappointments. I have to say, uh, there is some poor scanning of the, uh, especially the inked pages. It really comes through. Um, the layout of the book, the numbering, there's no, they've numbered each page, which is awesome, but the numbering frequently, um, is either on, is on top of text from the original artboards. I mean, that doesn't work. Um, my book had a printing error. Uh, this looks like the, uh, the inside of the book, maybe before it was bound into the hardcover, the pages were bent. I, but because I, I kicked, I ordered the Kickstarter. I paid for it last year. I got it to my post box in August. I didn't pick it up till November. I didn't feel it was right to, uh, try and return the damaged book. I guess, I don't know. That's one of the, things and I, you know, I, I, it was free shipping to the U S so I kicked, I did the Kickstarter to my post box in the U S and I guess I shouldn't have done that. I, for Kickstarting, I've got to, and things like this, I've got to ship to Canada from now on. I got to pay the extra and be able to get stuff back immediately. Um, yeah, that's, and then the other, my other issue is the book tries to be all things to all people. So this feels like a deluxe hardcover that they took and then they tried to make it an artist edition with a deluxe card. Like there's, uh, there's the, this was a large newspaper that he printed and it had a backup strip by somebody. Um, it had out there by Bill Whist, who is a interesting art style, but I'm not sure it needs to be in this edition of original art. And then there's the extras are like letter pages and things. And they, they also don't seem to work really well. Uh, as backup material to this, I can, you know, I, if it was, I feel like it should have been just the original art. The, uh, it's interesting to see the full story in color at this size, followed by pencils, followed by inks. That's really interesting to see. And it's a nice, uh, maybe I'm just becoming set in my ways, but in my mind, I really felt, um, 
producing something a little bit smaller than this with the color and then the backup material or even producing this just with the original art and then the back and then including the trade paperback that has the colored pages and all the ancillary material would have been a better fit um this is a large book glossy pages it's kind of heavy i mean that's the size right i mean this, we're used to that and but it's yeah they just there's there's just these hiccups um that i, I certainly hope they're already planning for a second volume and that's advertised at the back of the book be sure to be on board with the next oversized volume featuring nexus in thune world that's sort of the last page of the book uh 320 pages i mean this is no no joke there but uh yeah though just overall i i felt production was not great on this book um i almost said poor but it's not poor it's just not great uh, i hate to be hard on the book i really do i love all these books um I did not do a video flip through this book because I normally do. I have not figured out how to do video flip throughs. I don't, I haven't figured out how to do video of glossy pages yet. Uh, I guess Lightbox with a filter or the, the, you know, the glare, whatever that's called, the uh, diffuser are several light boxes with diffusers. I have not figured it out. So if, if someone is a photography or video uh, whiz uh, and listens to the podcast, I please shoot me an email, scott at aeindex.org and give me some tips there. Because I am suffering with anything glossy. And I like to. I like the video. I, I also need to work on my videos. Right now, it's you know, it's it's a it's a video. It's me flipping the book, right? And there's, there's no audio. Just you can hear me flipping the pages, and that's it. You know, three to five minutes. I just want to give somebody uh, what every page looks like on a brief scale, and then they can read my review. All right, I've done a complete circle on this book, and I did not give you the blurb. Let me let me give you the details here. Something long dormant beneath the surface of Yulum comes alive, triggering a visit from the planet devouring Gormondo and his mysterious ally. With powers far beyond those of even Nexus himself, this unstoppable being banishes Nexus to an unknown realm. The only way out is to face one's worst fears. Mike Barron and Steve Rue deliver a new Nexus adventure in this special collection that also features the full pencils and inks. Rude Dude Productions, released in August 2021, no ISBN. It's 12 by 17, 320 pages. It's a hardcover. It's 175 US. Uh, the best way to get this book, if you're interested, I mean, don't, if you're not put off by uh, my review, is to, is to order on eBay because I'm looking right now, and you can get this on eBay for 150 with free shipping. So that's I think uh, that may be what I paid, or I don't know. It's they had a bunch of sales after the book was released. You could get this book at one point, I think for a hundred. I think it was a hundred, 125, which was very disappointing to for me to wait over a year having paid for this book. And to see that I could have got a major discount, you know, just to wait a little longer. So that's my other issue with this book. And, the, and I think there's a bit of a bitter Betty going on there with uh, kickstarting, waiting a year. I mean, they had printing issues. They had shipping issues. The, the, the Roods really did a great job paying extra to get it shipped and to have it here. But it just didn't, uh, didn't pan out for me. I guess I'm, maybe I should leave it at that. Go online, please. Go to index.org. Check out the pages. Check out the review. If you're a big Steve Root fan, I mean, check it, reading, looking at the pencils, comparing them to the inks is awesome. I love that. And uh, it was great to do in Nexus Chronicles as well. Uh, this is a good size. I don't believe these are original size. But uh, again, I couldn't find information on that. I haven't seen these pages. I didn't see these pages listed for sale, so then I couldn't gauge what original art size was for these pages. That's normally how I determine. But uh, interesting book. Read the review. All right, that's it for the year. 
It's December 31st. You're going to listen to this podcast at some point. So please go on the aindex.org website as of January 1st to January 31st. We've got our Dunbeer Awards, the 2021 Dunbeer Awards. Only three books, but still you can vote for your best, your favorite book, your favorite material, your best, best publisher, the favorite design. Please indicate every book you bought this year. If you bought two or three or one, please indicate. Now you, all that data is really interesting to see and to take advantage of. Thanks for joining me. Any questions, please email me at scott at anx.org. Um, I'm a little, I didn't, you know, and I don't think I looked at news this, uh, sorry, um, emails. I'm not very good at emails this week. Um, this month has been, December has been a bit crazy. I know I got some, uh, I got some private messages on the, uh, Top Talk forum. I have not replied to those yet. I've been on vacation this last week. This was, uh, this was a bit of a stretch even just to get time in to do this. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And, uh, we'll talk again next year. Let her go, let her go, God bless her, wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over, she'll never find a sweet man like me.